0: Hey, good morning, students. Happy Thursday to you, man. I hope uh, last night you enjoyed our online worship service last night. Man, uh, I'm loving it and I'm enjoying it, but it's just not the same as being together. And uh, But man, while we're doing it, I think it's amazing that we get the opportunity to do that. So if you missed out, go on YouTube now and watch it and, uh, and stay up to date with us as we're doing our services, man. Every single Wednesday night, I want you to join on. And uh, tonight is Taco Thursday. Join us on Instagram Live. And then tomorrow, tomorrow, we are having a good Friday service on Instagram Live at 9 o'clock and also before that you're going to see in a few hours on our Instagram story, uh, me and Courtney are going to get on there and uh, we're going to put a box where you can actually share your address and bro, tomorrow we want to drive by your house and just wave at you, see you shout at you from the car while staying 6 feet away and so uh, you can put your address and man, tomorrow we're going to come see you so I'm excited about that but today we're going to continue in our Easter devotional series and uh, this story we're at today this account during the last week of Jesus Jesus' life is bar none, bar none, one of my favorite uh, stories, moments in the Bible, without a doubt. And it's cool in the gospels because Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all record this event happening. They all record this moment. And that's actually not I guess crazy common in the gospels is, is, you know, Matthew might include something that Mark and Luke hold out, or John might include something that the other gospels don't include, because it's not that they're differing. It's just, they're writing from different perspectives and they each have different reasons for writing what they're writing. Um, and so, but this story, this, this account we're looking at today is one that's in all four. And, um, I'll share with you why in just a second, but it's one of my favorite moments in the Bible. So this is right before Jesus is being crucified. Tomorrow we're going to look at the cross. Uh, but today this is where we're at and Jesus has stood before Pilate, uh, I stood before Herod already, and this is about to be kind of the last thing to fall before Jesus is whipped, mocked, walks up to Calvary, and dies. And so look at what happens in they were in Mark chapter fifteen, verse six, and this is what it says. It says, Now at the feast he used to release for them, that's Pilate, uh, one prisoner for whom they asked, and whom the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called Barabbas, and the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered them saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? That's Jesus. For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. So, so notice what, what they're about to do is... Pilate says, okay, I release for you a prisoner every year. And and Pilate in the New Testament, you can kind of tell that he realizes, and he just said that there actually, he he realizes that it's not that Jesus is a bad guy, but that the chief priest and the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they, they really want Jesus dead for bad reasons, right? And so it's not that Jesus is this crazy bad person. It's that these political leaders and these religious leaders want Jesus dead. So Pilate recognizes that and he sees kind of a loophole out of it. He says, well, m- maybe I." I can sit here and see if I offer them Jesus or Barabbas, then surely they're not going to pick Barabbas's freedom over Jesus. I mean, Jesus healed people. Jesus uh, you know, touched lame people. Now they're now walking again. Uh, blind people can see again. He fed thousands of people. Surely they're going to let that man go free versus Barabbas, who is a murderer and a leader of a rebellion and all this stuff. So Pilate thinks that this is his way out of crucifying a, what he kind of finds is a blameless man, which is Jesus. And maybe maybe he saw Jesus like a religious nut, maybe or something, but definitely not someone who's worthy of crucifixion, which is the worst possible death you could have. So that, that's kind of what he sees. He, he's going to offer the crowd Barabbas or Jesus. And in his head, he's thinking that they're going to choose Barabbas or choose Jesus to be freed, Barabbas to be crucified. But look at what it says. Look what it says. It says, but the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, then what shall I do with the man that you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out, crucify him. And Pilate said to them, why? What evil has he done? But the crowd shouted all the more, crucify him. So Pilate wishing to satisfy the crowd, man, we get in so much trouble in our life when we just do things to please other people. And it's it's a heartbreaking thing here because, man, Pilate understands that Jesus is not in the wrong. Pilate understands the right thing he needs to do, but in order to please people around him, what does he do? He decides to give in to the crowd. Man, students, I'm just telling you, it's never, it is never a good idea to make decisions where the primary focus is how can you please people around you and how can you satisfy what, what people want from you? That's just not a good way to make decisions. And Pilate, wanting to satisfy the crowd, says, release for them Barabbas. And having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. And so literally what you have happen here is you have an option where Jesus or Barabbas, the, the the way, the truth, and the life, the healer of sick, the walker on water versus the man who murders. And you have Jesus or Barabbas and the crowd can either pick, they can say you can release Jesus or crucify Barabbas or you can crucify Barabbas and release Jesus. And the crowd says, man, we wanna release Barabbas and crucify Jesus. And so don't miss what happens here in this moment. Is in this moment, Jesus literally, not, not figuratively, not in an illustrative type of way, he literally takes the place of someone who deserved to be on the cross and he dies in his stead. The Barabbas should have been on the cross, yet Jesus takes his place. I tell you why I think Matthew, Mark, and Luke and John all include this right before you get to the actual death of Jesus is I think they all include this because they recognize, especially post, because they're all writing their gospels post resurrection, right? So they know where this thing's going as they're writing again. But I wonder how much more clearly now they all recognize that looking back when Jesus when Jesus took Barabbas's place, that was such a beautiful picture of what Jesus was doing for you and me on the cross. The students, you, you and I deserve the cross. I mean, the Bible says for the wages of sin is death, that yet your sin and my sin separated us from God, that you and I deserved the cross and yet Jesus took our place. Now, I love what uh, Pastor Judah Smith out in Seattle says. He said, God had to treat Jesus like Barabbas so that God could treat Barabbas like Jesus. That now when Jesus took our place, we are now welcomed into the family of God. Forgiveness is available for us. Mercy and grace is available for us. Life everlasting is available for us because Jesus took the place of Barabbas and he took your place and mine. And now just in wrapping up, I'll tell you what's crazy to me. This actually blows my mind is that we never see Barabbas mentioned in the rest of the New Testament. Barabbas is never mentioned. And, and I mean, can you imagine what an awesome testimony Barabbas would have had? Like, like in the early church, like what a force Barabbas could have been. Like, man, Jesus literally took my place. Like the cross he was supposed to die on, I should have died on, yet, yet Jesus took my place. Can you imagine the testimony that he had? And yet in the New Testament, we never see his name again. We, we never see what Barabbas did with his freedom. We never see what Barabbas did in the early church if he ever got saved. We, we have no idea how his story ends a student or parent or a leader or adult or whoever watching this, your story's not over. And we might not know the end of Barabbas' story. We might not know what Barabbas did with the good news that Jesus took his place. But student, you have an opportunity today to do something with the good news that Jesus took your place. You have an opportunity to live out in a way as if someone took your place. And newsflash for you, he did. Because we look at Barabbas and we're like, oh man, that's an amazing story. My testimony would be awesome. Student, your story and my story is the same as Barabbas's. That it should have been us. We should have died, yet Jesus paid the debt for us. So I love that the gospels include that picture. And Jesus took the place of a criminal. He took the place of a rebel. He did that for Barabbas and he did that for you and me. And the question now is, what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? Are we going to let it change the way we live our life? Are we going to respond to Jesus and be a slave to him and follow him? Or are we just going to just keep on living as if we are the king of our own world? I'd encourage you today to choose Jesus. He's better than anything else the world has to offer. Choose him. And maybe you've never done that today and you're watching this and you're like, man, I've never begun to follow Jesus. And I recognize for the first time what God did, that God took my place. Man, Message us in the in the direct message here. Re- reach out to us. We would love to show you what that looks like, what it looks like to follow Jesus and what it looks like to turn to him. And man, it's the best decision the best decision that you could ever make. So students, we love you. Man, can't wait for Taco Thursday tonight. And then check out on Instagram later today if you want us to come drive by your house tomorrow. Put your address in there. We'll message you on Instagram just a few minutes before we get to your house to let you know. And uh, man, we just wanna honk the horn at you, wave at you, yell at you, see ya. And uh, man, we're excited about that. All right, so we love you tomorrow night good friday service instagram live nine o'clock be there and it's gonna be good i love you and i miss you can't wait to see you again thanks so much for listening the point is a ministry of first baptist church indian trail for high school students we offer life groups every sunday morning at 8 9 30 and 11 o'clock and we meet on wednesday nights at 6 15 for more information you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org